Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. Hi, peeps. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited to do this episode today. (laughs) And Phyllis is laughing because... I have no idea where we're going with this thing, but... (laughs) I'm along for the ride. <laughs> we decided, or is it me or you? We, we decided. No, you decided. Let's be real. Uh, okay. I decided. <laughs> Who wrote this up? That, you did. Well, I did. I wrote this one. Um, we decided to do why worship is important in your faith journey. And so. Most... Because Rhonda has the most amazing voice. Oh that's gosh. why. <laughs> no, that's not why. <laughs> I love worship. Okay. I grew up singing in church and it's always felt very normal for me to, um, sing and to be in worship. I think I started actually the day I was born, I screamed so loud. I have no, no, I, I believe every <laughs> word of that. And no doubt. The doctor told my mom, this girl's got some lungs. Oh, She's going to be a singer. God. So I guess, you know, my doctor uh, foretold history. So, um, but for those of, have, that have not grown up in church, singing can be kind of uncomfortable and awkward. And they're kind of like, what are these people doing and why do they do it? So we just wanted to have kind of an open discussion about it. And yeah. so I'm going to start with you. And I asked, you know, what's great about this podcast is that because Phyllis and I grew up so differently, right. there's these two different perspectives on it. But then there's a lot of similarities between yeah. like the things that we've been through. So Phyllis, tell me when you first, like, cause you grew up Catholic yeah, and so obviously the music's very different. It's different, <laughs> but this is the thing is like, um, I love music. So that was always my favorite part of the service was the music. We, like you know, we do more hymnals mm-hmm. and the organ and mm-hmm. it was so powerful. I, I remember just loving it. Um, so It is different when you go into a non-denominational or like Assemblies of God kind of church, Pentecostal, any kind of, you know, charismatic church. Um, The worship takes on a whole role of its own. So it was always like a little segment in in Catholic. It was more, you know, you do the big grand Mm -hmm. organ and then they may sing a hymnal and then it's a lot of sermon. But worship can take on half an hour of singing, raising your hands, feeling the Holy Spirit. Or if you're not, if you're not a Christian, you're like, what is the Holy Spirit? What are they doing up there? Yeah. Why are they moving their (laughs) hands up in the air? And so, yeah. So I think, um, but it didn't feel weird to me. It felt very powerful to me. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on like where you are or ready for, or where God places you, I guess. And so I know uh, my husband was really uncomfortable with, uh, you know, the raising of hands and stuff. So Mike will clap his hands (laughs) and he'll, he'll sing a little bit, Mm -hmm. but he's, oh, I hate to call him out. Sorry, honey. (laughs) You're tone deaf, but... So you don't so want to be tries, sitting. You don't he, want to be sitting you know, next to Mike during a uh, worship. He gives service. a good go. And you know what? We always say, if the Lord moves you to sing, just sing, <laughs> sing anyway. your lungs out. It doesn't matter, but it does. Uh, so yeah, so it's funny. So he's 
He's really good. He's kind of a quiet singer, but if he loves a song, he gets into it now. Yeah. But I remember years and years of like standing next to him and I'm like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. arm up in the air and I'm singing my guts out and he's just standing there and right. I'm just like, You're like are, you okay? are you not feeling what <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling? But he is. It's yeah. just a different kind of thing. So I don't think you can judge someone by like if they're standing still mm-hmm. or not or if they're, I think they can still feel it. But I know like there are people that are yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah, I've with- had a- um, I had a friend of mine who, uh, you know, they grew up Catholic, and when they started going to our church, they would miss the whole worship service. So, like for me, like yeah, they're all, we don't need to be there for a half hour. Like for me, no be. offense to like my pastor, but like I'll skip your sermon if I could just sing worship, you know, for twelve hours. Right. Um, so, I mean, but that's just that's just how yeah. it was. And so, you know, we did have this discussion about like why we worship and what worship means to us. And I think for me, worship is so much more than just singing songs. Um, lyrics mean something so yeah. important to me. And I think that gets overlooked a lot of times because people are busy listening or seeing like when we were in church, you know, obviously there's lights and I mean, we have a smoke machine. And right. like, it's, it's like a it's production, like a production mm-hmm. right? But I didn't grow up that way. Like right. when I grew up, we were lucky if we, we did have an organ and a player. guitar. <laughs> and we had an organ player and I loved her. She actually, she actually played at my wedding. Her name was Sharon Lindahl. Shout out to Sharon. She could play the organ like no other woman oh. on earth. And I loved it. But it was very so different. I've never told you this. My dad had gotten us a little organ thing. And I learned how to play like a couple of songs on the organ. <laughs> hey, this is going to be on the worship team. Just yeah, play right. keys. I have no idea what I... <laughs> It was it was like one of those follow by number yeah. things, and I learned how to play Silent Night, and I think oh, something awesome. like years ago. Could never, I have no idea. <laughs> Going to get her but an organ anyway. I know. I told the, I told Dominique. I said, if you ever have babies, and you because she said she wanted them to learn how to play piano. Mm-hmm. I said, can the eighty three year old grandma play <laughs> piano? Organ. I want to take lessons. She, she could just yeah, number. Mom, sh- of course, yeah. And I was like, I just want to learn how to play the piano. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I took piano for like seven years. I don't. Um, but I learned to play by note and not by chord. And so mm. chords are very different than note. Yeah. And so I haven't gotten to that point yet. And we were, they were kind of joking with me the other night at our worship team meeting, like Rhonda, you could do it. And I'm like, you yeah, know, that's not going to happen. I'll just, I'll just keep singing. I'm okay. I need to do that. <laughs> but I think lyrics, um, often get lost when we're doing worship. I think people like are busy looking at whatever's going on on stage. Yeah. And I've found that when I'm not leading when I'm in the congregation, closing my eyes and just listening to what those words say. It's a form of prayer for me. Completely. Yeah. I love, um, lyrics and especially if they're Bible related, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I know where that is in the Bible. That is so cool. And then it takes on a deeper meaning, but yeah, I think if you don't know why you're worshiping or, you don't, maybe you don't, you're not familiar with those Bible verses. You're mm-hmm. a new Christian and you're walking in and you just hear the music and the, all this craziness mm-hmm. and stuff going on. It can be overwhelming, but I think, yeah, I would encourage people to really listen to the lyrics like you would any song, yeah. right? Some uh-huh. songs just really touch you more than others. Right. And it's the same way with worship songs is that there are some that's so lyrics true. that yes. you just go, oh my <clears throat> gosh, yep. that's how I feel. And so I cry. <laughs> Every time I would go to church, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to cry this week. I, I know the songs you're singing. Like sometimes Rhonda will tell me, oh, we're going to sing this song. Oh, yeah, I got that I'm song. And then she starts singing and I listen to those words and I close my eyes mm-hmm. like you and I know the songs by heart. 
and the tears just it's roll down in it. It's because it's the place where you meet Jesus, yeah. you know, where he's like pouring those words into your heart. And I think if you can get to the, the heart of worship, yeah. mm-hmm. right, then you um, really have hit that sweet spot of your church time. Right. So yeah. I think it's as important as the sermon. Yeah. No, I think actually I feel like worship um, allows the Holy Spirit to set a tone mm. for what's to come next. And so I always feel like when you get, when you have a great worship set um, and you allow the Holy Spirit to move, because there's a difference for me, there's a difference between a worship set and singing and a worship set and letting the Holy Spirit move. Those are two very different things for me because I can get up there and I could sing all the worship songs in the world, but I feel like you know, if I'm not asking God like to be in the middle of it, mm-hmm. then there's no purpose for me to be on stage because I'm not there to do a performance. I'm not exactly. there to do a, an act. You know, if I wanted to do that, I'd go, you know, be a professional, be a professional singer. singer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's yeah. not, in fact, it would, I'll tell this story. It's kind of funny. Um, a few years ago, I was asked to come audition for this. Right. Do you remember that? I, do. I was asked to come audition for this band. And I have, I mean, I love singing. So mm-hmm. like where I'm not a big karaoke singer, people. Like everyone's like, oh, you sing, you should do karaoke. Karaoke hurts my voice. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel natural to me. But anyway, so I got asked to do this. I decided, okay, yeah, I'm going to go do it. You guys, literally, I've never had laryngitis before. I got laryngitis two days before I was supposed to do this audition. Well, I remember you battling too. I was. Whether you should do this or not. I was. Because is this ego filled of what I want to do to be famous and be performing, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, Rhonda has this amazing voice. If you've never heard her sing, she's got the most beautiful voice. But, um, you know, I remember you struggling with that decision and, and I was like, well, if you've always wanted to sing and somebody's, you know, asking yeah. you, it, it could be fun. But then we were like, yeah, but right. are you doing it for the right reasons? Yeah. Right. So it's pretty ironic. So, God so, gave it's, you. so I get laryngitis, right? Like a few days before. And I had even asked my mom. So I had talked to you and I talked to my mom and mm-hmm. my mom's like, well, honey, you know, you like to sing. And mm-hmm. as long as it's not like really interfering with anything, just mm-hmm. go, you know, it'll be fun. Go do it. You know, I was yeah. getting to that age where the kids were more grown and I could leave them more often. So I go try out. It was probably the, one of the worst auditions I've ever had in my life. Door like, shut. <laughs> and I was really disappointed. I mean, I did my best that I could right. do with laryngitis. And to be honest, I think it was pretty good Still considering good. I had laryngitis. But um, I got home and I was like bummed out about it. And I kind of talked to my husband about it. I went to bed that night. And the next morning I woke up and I'm in the shower because, you know, God likes to speak to you when you're naked in the of shower. Course. And I felt God said, that's not what I have for you. Like clear in my spirit is day. Like that's not where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of dropped it. Obviously I never ended up in the band. Um, but I, that's not, that's not my calling. That's yeah. not where I was supposed to be. And so, uh, although I do love singing secular music, yeah. it's fun. And it's not and what I'm not saying somebody should yeah. do that. Yeah. It's no. Like, yeah. You'll that definitely just for me, know if that is something you're supposed to right. be doing or not. You'll feel it in your spirit. Yeah. And yeah, just for me, my calling has always yeah. been worship music. We have so. so much more for you, like a podcast. I know. I know right. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have, I didn't have to audition for, for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I want to say that I heard someone say not too long ago that worship is an act of war. That's great. 
And I love that because that seems super extreme. But when I think of worship, I Mm -hmm. think about how we battle against the enemy um, that wants to destroy us. And Mm -hmm. so when I worship, I find victory and freedom. Like a lot of times when I'm um, feeling really, because there's days that, you know, I'm on schedule to to be on worship and I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm just feeling Mm -hmm. defeated or I've had a really bad day, a really bad week. And I get there and we start singing something like, this is how I fight my battles, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> this I is how I fight my battles. Something about that Satan doesn't like when you sing the name of Jesus mm-hmm. and proclaim his name yeah. out loud. And uh-huh. so that's why, you know, it's like the louder you can sing, yeah. man, it's good. It is. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think we take it, I think we kind of think, well, it's just singing, but you know, when we're... I mean, in this season, we're not in church, right? We're not in a in a in a place of worship right now. Um, I think that's what a lot of our um, friends are missing mm-hmm. most is the time mm-hmm. of worship together. And you know, it's funny because uh, last Sunday, and I was telling the worship team this last week, I was saying, you know, last Sunday I was sitting on my couch, I wasn't on worship team, and I was watching this worship service, and I felt God tell me, "Get up." stand up mm. and because it's very easy you're mm-hmm. sitting there and you're like i don't need to stand up no, i it's do the same yeah. thing at home though i'm like walking around and yeah. i was like yeah, yeah. Like, and so i just felt like i'm gonna stand up yeah. and i'm gonna pretend i'm in service yeah. and so i know that when i lead i really do try and encourage people like right. i know you might be in the kitchen making coffee right. but like stop for five seconds yeah. and just raise those listen, hands girl listen to what these words yeah. say because i think we i do think that people are missing that i it's, think people are craving there's a disconnect Mm -hmm. yeah but it can you can create it yeah there's um like i said there's that song that says uh this is how i fight my battles and there's this one part that says this is how we fight this is how we war this is how i know we will always win Mm -hmm. and i just i i don't know that song for some reason when we went into this season i was like yeah that's, that's my song, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I have played it on repeat because there's a lot of mornings I wake mm-hmm. up and I'm feeling discouraged or, you know, just not feeling like I want to continue with the day. And, and I put on those worship music songs and they just lift, yeah. immediately lift my spirit. The one right? I love to play all the time is Fall Afresh. Oh, Fall Afresh oh, on us. Yeah. It just makes me cry every I time, know. but I just get, I, I'll sing it out loud, screaming in my kitchen. I sound like a crazy person. <laughs> I have to close the slider because I'm no, thinking, you need to oh, leave the slider my neighbors open. are going to think the crazy Christian's singing <laughs> again. But yeah, I just uh, love that one. And and then I had a friend that uh, um, gave me this song, uh, Anchor by Skillet. Yeah, yeah, it's so pretty and just the words are awesome. And so those were two songs that in the mornings, if I feel like I want to listen to worship music, yeah. I have that on my iTunes and I just play those songs and then I'll just play a bunch of other ones that I have too. But those are the two that they get to me, mm-hmm. like they lift me up and I feel like, yes. Well, and you know, it's funny because back in the day, um, worship music wasn't quite as fun. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, it just, there wasn't, I mean, it just wasn't like it is now. Like, I, how do I say that without it sounding we, really? How do, how do we say politically that? How do we correct ourselves on that? And I'm not it saying, wasn't I'm not saying that hymns aren't like, Hymns can hymns be can really be beautiful. beautiful. And I think they're beautiful when they're mixed with, um, with newer music yeah, too. I kind of like a combination. But, um, but I think... I, I don't know. I think worship music definitely has taken on kind of a world of its own. And yeah. so I feel like even people. And I'm really um, 
with certain bands, like the instruments behind mm-hmm. it are the things like, um, I don't know, I think because I'm so empathetic, like I mm-hmm. feel the tunes yeah. of the music. Do you yeah. get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's not even just the words. Sometimes it's like the instruments behind it. Like when I hear, uh, that's why I say like, I want to play the piano there, even in some different like secular songs yeah. that I like, I love like the piano, yeah. just that little section of the piano or the drums or the saxophone. Well, we or have whatever. a trumpet player at our church. Yeah. And let and me just tell you. So good. Arno, my yeah. trumpet player. I don't know if you'll ever so even listen good. to this I podcast, know. Arno, <laughs> but, but we love you. <laughs> but Arno plays the trumpet out of pure worship to the Lord. Yeah. And I, and I love it. And every once in a while he'll bust out and he has this like deep voice and he'll just bust out and like sing and you could hear him and you're like, Whoa, go Arno. <laughs> and I love it. And I think that's yeah. where we need to get back to, because I do feel like in a weird way, worship got to a point where it became this performance thing. Right. Mm. And for me, like I never want it to be a performance. And so in this season, I feel like God has really kind of said, you know what? It's time. It's Mm. time to get back really, like you said, to like the heart of worship, like what, what it means. And I wanted to kind of share with you guys, um, it makes me think of a song my dad used to sing all the time. It was called Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Okay. So, and it was a childhood song and it, and I remember him, he'd get his guitar and he'd sing it. Yeah. And it it went like this, guys. I'm going to do this for you. Oh, here we go. Joshua fought the battle of a Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of a Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. And it would just go, it went on. Woo! Anyway, but that song, when you think about it, Joshua sang until the walls came crumbling yeah. down, right? And they were the first. They were there before actually before the, the, the army. The, yes, yeah. before the army mm-hmm. came around. And so in Joshua chapter six, he God instructed Joshua with an unusual strategy for ba- the battle of Jericho. He told Joshua to have his army march around the city once a day for six straight days. Mm-hmm. And while marching, the soldiers played their trumpets as the priests carried the Ark of the Covenant around the city. And so when we worship God in spirit, we disp- we expect the Holy Spirit is going to give us, you know, strength and assistance to move forward. And so we can't during this season just dismiss worship. We, we have to continue in that place of worship. And um, this week on Sunday, I'll be singing a song called Holy Ground. And as I was preparing for it, I know I love it too. I that song t- makes me cry. <laughs> I was telling Phyllis that... Um, it said, show me your glory. And so I was trying to like, think like, okay, God, what is that? Like, what does that mean? Like, I know Mm -hmm. what it means, but like, Mm -hmm. what would it mean to the congregation? Like, Mm -hmm. how could you make them understand? Like what show me your glory person just coming in. Right. So to kind of go back on the history of it, Moses, when he went before the people were freed from Israel, he went to God and he was pleading with him saying, you know, God, you know, let you know, free my people. Like I, and God said, okay. And he granted him that. And then he said, show me your glory. And what that meant was that he had to really go into complete relationship with Christ in order for God to show him his glory. And so in the song, it says, chains fall, fear bow here now, Jesus, you changed everything, right? So, so when you think about God's glory, none of us will be able to see God's glory until the day that we get to heaven, right? Right. Like his glory is so bright. Like if we couldn't look at him in the face. Right, right now, but there's going to be a day yeah. when we get to heaven, when his glory will be fulfilled oh, yeah. and we'll be able to see it. And so to see, to, to worship to me here on earth 
and to ask him to show you his glory, mm-hmm. you have to be um, humbled yeah. in submission and say, I want a relationship with you yeah. so that you can take away fear and, mm-hmm. you know, the chains that bind me and dysfunction that holds me back, you yeah. know? And so I don't know. And you get that little spark mm-hmm. of glory. So like when you say we can't see his full glory mm-hmm. until the day we die, right? Mm-hmm. But he does show us little glimpses yeah. of glory, which are so bright in our lives that yeah. when you're in the heart of worship and mm-hmm. you feel that glory, you go, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to just have a tiny little piece of what it would be like yeah. to be in the presence of God. And I think that is the heart of worship. It's right? like when you hit that sweet spot, when your tears are flowing, you feel this like combustible feeling in your body of just like, oh my gosh, yes, Lord, like this feels so great. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like elevate to this different place mm-hmm. when you just close your eyes and just, you don't worry about what's surrounding yeah. you. And that's what I'm saying is like, we can, you can hear and feel the sound of the music, yeah. hear and feel the words that are being said. And it just like lifts you to this different place. You get this little glimpse of what total glory, peace, comfort, mm-hmm. love, joy feels like. Mm-hmm. And you get to sit in that moment. And that's what, you know, to me, it's like when you get to that place, you know, the Holy Spirit is in that room. Right. It's not something you can really understand until you get to that place. Yeah. But when you hit that place, I've talked to so many people who are like, yes, I felt that too. Because yeah. sometimes you're like, am I going crazy right now? Because I feel like my body just elevated. Out well, of, and that's good you coming know. from somebody who isn't like, so as a worship leader, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there are times that I'll step on stage and I can, I can feel feel like mm-hmm. just, there's just a feeling that I have, you know, and, and you want your congregation to feel that you want the people that you are ministering to But you to really to have to that. get out of the setting. Yeah. I think when you, that's a good, there point. have been times when I've walked in church and like you were saying earlier, like you're looking around, you're looking at what everyone else is doing. You're looking. And then there's those moments where you go, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just going to shut my eyes and let God take over, right? And let me feel what I want to feel. And when you get to that place in that sweet spot, you literally don't even feel yourself being in that room. You just, it's almost like you can hear angels singing, you know, like you just hear and see and feel so much like the music just swirls around your body. You, You, the words are so embedded in, in your head and in your heart. And so for that moment, you just get to feel that Holy Spirit filling up the room. And that's what takes space yeah. in that place. And so that's really, for me, what church is, is when you can either through a sermon or through worship, mm-hmm. like if you can get to that sweet spot where you're not paying attention to what's going on in the room, you're you're in the moment of what where, why you're there. I think that's when you really meet God in that little sweet spot of like glory. And I think that's funny that you said, you know, when you, when you pay attention to being in the room, right? Yeah. Because when you think about, you know, I've gone to lots of secular concerts, right? And for one in particular, I remember Justin Timberlake and his (laughs) concert was just amazing, right? And there's people screaming screaming and shouting and and they're, you know, they're in the moment. They're there. Right. So, so sometimes do that for God. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Preach. 
Um, thank you. Because sometimes when I get into, a, a, you know, when I'm worshiping and I look out at the congregation and you think, come on, like, mm-hmm. let's do this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, let go. He, like, let go. Mm-hmm. Like we we're so scared. We're, we have no problem raising our hand and screaming for the 49ers or, (laughs) you know, for a Justin Timberlake. But what about like our savior who died on the cross for our sins, who suffered a death and rose again? Like, why are we, why are we holding back? And so, and I know everybody does worship differently, but you know, in Luke 1940, it says, I tell you, he replied, if they quiet, the stones will cry out. So he says like, you guys don't have to worship me, but it doesn't matter. Everything else that I made on earth will worship me mm-hmm. if you will not. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we need to be conscious of that during this season. And I know that for some people, raise hands and seeing the top of your lungs. Well, you know, for me, I'm going to do that regardless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for some people, it's sitting quietly. That's what and, I was going to say. Just close your yeah. eyes. And because, you know, as someone not coming from that background, it took me a long time to get comfortable. I loved watching other people do that. But I was like, I could never raise my hand. Yeah. I could never. You were like and half, half yeah. hand raised. I'm like half, a, half one, hand. one hand. Yeah. One pinky. <laughs> um, but now like 20 some years later, I'm like, woohoo, yeah, yeah, let's go. But, you know, I, I and I also I think like no judgment because some people mm-hmm. are very much more quiet Absolutely. worshipers. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, you're not feeling the same thing. So but I'm saying if you are someone who's like, yeah, that's always been uncomfortable for me. I don't know. I'm just going to say as a non-Christian that came into her Christianity, like, please just shut your eyes and let the spirit take mm-hmm. over. Like and just even shut if you're your at home, be, right? Like if yeah. you're watching, I'm going to encourage all you people. Yeah. Like if you're at home watching a church service and that worship team is singing, yeah. you know, corporately worship with them because I don't think God wants us sitting on our couches, no. not worshiping, you know, and whether that means keeping your eyes closed or standing up and raising your hands, mm-hmm. I think, you know, at this time we need worship more than ever right now. And yeah. I, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to kind of do this podcast. Because and plus because Rhonda, sings really pretty. So. <laughs> That's not why we wanted to do it. And at the top of her lungs. Yeah, I do sing at the top of my lungs. I just feel like there's so many people that she ask sang. me. She sang. <laughs> they always ask like, oh my gosh, like, do you, do you just love worship? Well, yeah, of course uh, I do. I do, I do, I do. So um, we just wanted to kind of share with you guys like our perspective on worship. And mm-hmm. I, I love hearing Phyllis's perspective because obviously it wasn't like, you know, I grew up. It wasn't Since natural. I was little. Yeah. I mean, my mom, I learned my Bible verses through song. Like that's oh, how wow. I, which, you know, yeah. what an amazing way to learn that's awesome. all your yeah. Bible verses. But then yeah. when you, you're right, when you look at all this music that is mm-hmm. written by all these great hill songs and all these other great um, artists, mm-hmm. I, you go, man, like the blessing right now is one of my favorite songs yeah, by Carrie Joe. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And that one is just a Bible verse, you know right. what I mean? It's a Psalm. So, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so oh, there's just funny. so many great, um, um, songs out there and mm-hmm. different artists that you can listen to. So I encourage you to r- go on your Apple or whatever, Spotify, yeah. whatever or music like, you're uh, using. Or reach out to us because mm-hmm. we have a lot of song yeah, selections. Yeah, I've got a ton of song <laughs> selections. You know what I just started listening to when I'm uh, reading sometimes in the morning is Hillsong has an instrumental, mm-hmm. just a complete instrumental um album and it's just cool. it's super beautiful and sometimes when I'm feeling really stressed out like because mm-hmm. I can't even listen to words sometimes when I'm mm-hmm. feeling that way 
I'll just put that on and it just like completely calms me. So yeah, reach out to us. Let us know. I mean, you know what? We're here to help. (laughs) We'll put a couple of our favorite worship songs on, um, on our Instagram and on our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So thank you 24 Carat Tribe for joining us today. We love you guys and make sure to- Should we sing them out now? (laughs) Should I I do an outro song? Phyllis and I We're actually used to sing goodbye. Phyllis and I actually used to sing together. Yeah, I was her day. total backup. No, she was Stop. She was like, "Can you lower the mic?" No. <laughs> Phyllis is singing too loud. Oh my gosh! Okay, see, people, this is where we end up. This is how we end up. So really? ratchet. Yeah. She's such a diva. <laughs> I am, I am such a diva. I was teasing someone the other day and I told him, I said, can you please get my mic that has all the crystals on it? I was totally kidding people. Okay, Mariah. totally kidding. <laughs> oh, my oh my gosh. Well, thank you peeps for joining us today and go check out our 24 karat conversation on Facebook and on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And until next time, bye. bye See you peeps. later.